And welcome back to Sports the Nemo Way, emergency style, kind of emergency style. Anyway, um, we are here today to talk about two things, um, the Russell Westbrook trade and the NBA draft, who both happened very recently here, and we decided to combine them and uh, drop you an emergency episode uh, so that we could save up on some time and some nights because we're busy people. (laughs) Um, So first off, Russell Westbrook was traded to the Los Angeles Lakers for Caldwell Pope, Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, and a first-round draft pick. And I I believe I left this out. Two second-round draft picks went with Russell Westbrook to the Lakers. So as we have two... Laker fans in the room, I will go to Uncle Doug and say, what were your initial thoughts when you saw that the Lakers traded for Westbrook and what you sent for him? Well, I thought the Lakers would make a move for a point guard, um, but I thought it would be one that could shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we really didn't give up a lot of shooting to get him. Um, I, I like Kyle Kuzma. But I kind of feel like he's been on the trading block for a while. Um, KCP, he shoots once in a while. Does play good defense. We'll miss that. Uh, Harrell in the draft pick, uh, I wasn't too worried about. But um, we'll we'll see how he fits. Um, it wasn't the point guard I thought we'd be trading for. <laughs> Fair enough. As the other Laker fan in the room, Drew, same question. Yeah, I'm just worried about the shooting aspect. With when you have LeBron and AD, you kind of need a shooter, not another one-on-one score driving to the basket. With because the lane's already going to be filled with those two, you kind of need a shooter, not another one-on-one guy. I think. Fair. Um, so, the other people in the room, no, no Lakers fans, no Wizards fans, but uh, Wade Ray, what were your thoughts when you originally saw the trade? Um, I was just kind of like, oh, LeBron's being LeBron. I mean, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's he does what he does. Uh, went out and got another superstar for his team, probably trying to match up with the with the Nets in the finals. Um, but yeah, it's uh, and then what they've done since then is pretty much all him too. So he's pretty much just running the Lakers, and he wanted him some Westbrook, so. It does appear that uh, he is making a lot of decisions or has a lot of uh, things to be said about those decisions. Ray, what about you, bud? Um, I, I actually got a nice big spiel that I can that I have here written down. Go for it. All right. So uh, now is this going to be a good spot for Westbrook? Maybe. Could it be like the James Harden situation in Brooklyn? Possibly. But who the hell knows? But to be totally honest, everyone has been talking about this. Uh, I want to watch the Lakers versus the Nets in the, in the finals, and I'm like, I just don't give a fuck about these manufactured championships by teams that have the money to buy players and afford the luxury tax. This year's player, uh, playoffs for the uh, f- breath of fresh air of teams that uh, do shit the right way from the ground up and don't cut corners because you have – the cash to burn because you think titles matter in this era of basketball because they don't. In this era of basketball, it just proves that you can spend the most cash and it shows no skill in your organization 
It shows laziness, and I just don't care. Good on the Lakers for putting together this Golden Girls of NBA, but at some point, there has to be an even playing field for all teams. There you go. Well, I I can't say that I didn't find that entertaining, Ray. <laughs> You're <Yeah>. welcome. <laughs> um, my thoughts were similar to most of your alls. Um, this is this does appear to be LeBron being LeBron, um, and it does seem to provide a shooting problem. Yeah. Um, you have Russell Westbrook, who's a career thirty percent shooter from three. Anthony Davis is a career thirty-one percent shooter from three. And LeBron is a career thirty-four percent shooter from three. Um, so, and AD has been very vocal over his career that he doesn't like playing the five and doesn't want to play it very much. So, if that puts Gasol and Dwight on the floor, at least for portions of games, I mean, definitely Dwight's not going to shoot. No, um, Gasol is does shoot but he's not a knockdown no. shooter um so so you go get a shooting guard like they got wayne ellington they picked up wayne right. ellington and free agency who is a shooter yeah uh, he's not the defender that caldwell pope was but he's a slightly better shooter than caldwell pope um that's that's that doesn't seem like today's nba yeah. um, i like the the younger guys that they picked up better than the older guy. I mean, I'm really happy about Dwight Howard. Uh, I never thought they should have let him go. So I was glad he's back. We kind of just swathed with Philadelphia because Philadelphia picked up Drummond. So, which I found very weird. Because M- Embiid yeah. doesn't really like Drummond. I don't think. Did he <laughs> just talk shit about him on social media yeah. a couple months ago? Yeah. But uh, Malik Monk, they signed. He's starting mm-hmm. to play better. Uh, Ellington, uh, and then the the young guy from they that got, they got from the Heat, they got none. Ken, Kendrick, none. None. Kendrick, yeah. 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 So I'm hoping that those young guys will step up, and they've got an opportunity there. It appears they went out and signed young guards, and then they went and filled in the forward and center spots from the nursing home. Right, <laughs> <laughs> like Car- yeah. Carmelo. And they got Melo. They got Trevor Ariza. Right. They got Dwight Howard. They got Mark Gasol. They got LeBron. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, but oh, uh, Kent Bazemore. Yeah, like, like they yeah. have the most players over 35 in the NBA, like and what? they only have like nine players on their team row so far. Yeah. So they could have more. I think everybody you just name is between 32 and 37 years of age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with most of them being around like the 35 range. Right, um, and let's be honest, Trevor Ariza was completely washed three years ago. I, uh, they signed him for the league minimum, so it's not like it was a huge contract. But what are you going to get out of him? Right, shoot corner threes. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I liked the reason a lot years ago <laughs> when he was on the Kobe team, <laughs> which but, which was a long time ago at this point. Nine or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was um, eleven years ago. <laughs> Kent Bazemore didn't play well when uh, Golden State relied on him last year. Not um, so. There's that. Mello still has a role in today's NBA. It's very well. Here's I guess my thing is is Kyle, you brought up Kyle Kuzma earlier. I don't think it was a huge deal for them to give up Kyle Kuzma. I think Kyle Kuzma is a better player than he's been since LeBron's got there because yes. I I don't think he fit well with LeBron no. and him and LeBron and AD kind of all play the same position. So it was you know hard for him to get minutes, hard for him to get space on the floor, so on and so forth. Um. But what's going to be the difference between 
Kuzma's role and Melo's role. Right, yeah. Um, and Kuzma's a much better defender than Melo is. Melo can't move his feet at all, so he, he's not going to stay in front of anybody. LeBron doesn't play defense anymore. Uh, they gave up Kyle, or Kyle. They gave up Alex Caruso, their best guard defender. Uh, Monk doesn't play defense at all. Oh, they're going to go from a top flight defense to to no no defense or shooting really quickly. That's going to be if if yeah. this team has a good defensive year. Uh, Anthony Davis probably should win defensive player of the year. Yeah, I'll be yeah. shocked oh, yeah. if You're they're. Right. I'm not saying they're going to be absolutely horrid on defense, but they're not going to be number one or two. They're like not they going to be been. top three like they were last year. Well, mm-hmm. no way. Da- Davis and Howard better be guarding the rim because there'll be a lot of guys coming to it. <laughs> yeah, it could be. They'll <laughs> have the opportunity to get five blocks a game or more. Um, but I will say this. I know I just badmouth them quite a bit because they're old and they don't seem to be able to play defense, but I don't expect them to be bad. I, I do oh, think no. they'll be a top four seed in the West probably, um, yeah. and they'll – Though, as long as they're healthy, they'll be a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs. Well, wow. I see. I don't. I mean, they're going to be good. It's, it's a LeBron team, and they do have three superstars. But the one good part about getting Westbrook is when LeBron and AD want to <coughs> uh, load manage and take some time off, Westbrook is all about going balls to the wall in the regular season. And so they can be like, hey, you know, take this game over. Hey, I'm sitting out tonight. Go nuts. Give me a triple-double and win the game so LeBron yeah. can get rest, and Russell can do that. Or when LeBron and AD go out at the same time during a game, he can stay out there and yeah. try and keep it close. Or yeah. And they'll be, they'll be a super good regular season team, I think. And they'll probably – I'm like I'm not going to say they're going to be like a first-round exit or anything like that, but the lack of shooting and the age will play a huge factor in the playoffs. And – I mean, we've watched what defenses do to Russell Westbrook, and, and they can make him very limited in the playoffs at times, um, especially when he's being stubborn and refusing to not and won't quit shooting <laughs> the the outside shot. What? Yeah, it's going to create some real problems in the playoffs when people are taking everything serious and forcing him to shoot. Well, my other thing is is – Pretty much since Miami, if you don't play smart basketball and you make mistakes on the court, LeBron treats you poorly. Mm-hmm. Very, very oh, poorly. Yeah. Um, Westbrook is a very stupid basketball player. <laughs> He's good. He's freaky athletic, but he takes very stupid shots. He throws the ball in the stands three or four times a game. Um, he shoots terrible shots in terrible moments and uh, is always is, and falls apart in at the end of games routinely. Uh, how's LeBron going to handle that? Well, he, uh, probably not well. <laughs> I mean, if if he tries to treat him like he used like Mario Chalmers, I mean Westbrook's kind of crazy. Westbrook will go <laughs> go at him. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree. I Westbrook's not going to take it laying Westbrook down like some other guys do. Not like put up with LeBron shit. No. If LeBron tries to like talk down to Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook will probably light his ass up. Like, you know. So yeah, I don't. I it, don't know. How it, go. It's such an interesting fit, and I don't. It's very hard for me to see it going really, really well. Like I can see it going good, but like I can't see them just blowing through the season this year. I feel, and not only that, but. 
Westbrook it ha- has had his fair share of of the injury bug the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, LeBron's been hurt, gotten hurt two of the last three years. AD's been hurt off and on his whole career. Um, and like we said, they just signed a whole bunch of guys that are 33, 34, 35, 36, 37. That's not exactly the time of your life where you stay the healthiest. No, that's, that's what I was saying. When, when it comes to playoff time, the lack of shooting in that age will come around because – those older players are not going to be full of energy and running around or <laughs> healthy at all, more than likely. And a lot of those older players are going to have significant roles on the team. I mean, obviously LeBron and Westbrook. Um, Dwight will be the main center. He'll play a huge role. Um, I mean, then guys like Ellington and Ariza and Melo are all going to have some – I mean, a couple of those guys are going to have to play a lot. Absolutely. I don't, I don't know which ones, but – they're going to have huge roles. Um, and, and, yeah, I don't – it'll be tricky. Like I said earlier, they have a few more uh, roster spots yet to fill. Um, they didn't have a first-round draft pick because they traded it for Westbrook. So they didn't add a young, cheap player, which, you know, might have been helpful. Um, but it'll be interesting to see who they fill these last few spots with, if anybody um, decent – We'll take the league minimum to come over there. I mean, because there's still a few good free agents out there that haven't signed yet. Um, I mean, but let's let's shift gears here and talk about the Washington side of this. Uh, let's start it off with Ray since he went last on the Lakers side. Ray, what do you what do you think of the Wizards side of this trade? I think the Wizards got a bingo. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, well, they get they got Kuzma. I mean, I'm not a fan of Kuzma. He kind of irritates me, but he is a good player. But besides him, who do, who else do they get? Montrez Harrell and Contavious Caldwell. See, I like Harrell. He used to play with Celtics, right? No, he was the Clippers, and then before that, Houston. Yeah, he managed. Okay. He managed. Just got good with the Clippers a couple of years ago. Yeah. One okay. sixth man of the year. He, he was traded to the Clippers in the Chris Paul deal. Ew. And okay. then he was good and won sixth man of the year, and then he was a free agent after their implosion in the playoffs and signed with the Lakers. Okay. Well, I know who Harrell is. He's a good defender. I like his de- defensive skills. I guess I'm just brainwashed on the uh, teams he's been on. But anyway, and the uh, I mean, they, they got like three draft picks out of the deal too. So, I mean, hello, Washington. All right, fair enough. Um, Wade, what were your thoughts on the Washington side of the deal? Um, well, they're still going to suck. <laughs> um, they're Washington. But it really just made me think of what's Bradley Beal going to do. Is Bradley, are they going to try and build around Bradley Beal, or does Bradley want to leave? Because Russell Westbrook, it was reported that, was talking to Bradley Beal about what <coughs> his plans were before he requested to to leave and go to LA, so obviously he got some sort of indication that Beal was at least considering wanting to leave, and if Beal leaves, that's I mean that's one of the best shooting guards in the entire league, you know, one of the top tier scores in the NBA. Um, so if he goes to a, a contender, that'd be amazing. But uh, I mean, the Wizards right now are not <coughs> not going to be great. Um, the players they got back are good, decent. Um, impactful role players, but um, 
I mean, if Washington wants to do anything, they need at least one more big-time player to go with Beal to make any sort of real impact, or they need to get rid of Beal and completely start over the rebuilding process. All righty. Drew, thoughts? Um, kind of like what Wade said, I don't expect them to make playoffs at all. Or even really be close, I don't think. I don't think they'll be last in the Eastern Conference, but they're not going to be close to eight. Um, I like Kuzma and Harrell and KCP, but they're, like Wade said, they're role players. The Wizards need another superstar, I think. You don't think Bertons can become a superstar? No. no. I don't. <laughs> they paid him like one. <laughs> Just because they pay him like one doesn't mean he is. Yeah, I know. That is correct. Uncle Doug? Um, yeah. I mean, the, the guys that, that left the Lakers, a couple of them I liked, but they're not going to make the Wizards great. Now, I did hear right before we came up that they just, part of this deal, they wrapped it into a couple other deals, and they just got Spencer Dinwiddie from the Nets. So that may help them some. See how he comes back. Um, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know that. Westbrook was the answer for the Wizards anyway. So, Well, I thought that they got some decent players, like Wade said, impactful role players um, for Westbrook. Um, I uh, thought they uh, had a nice draft pick in the first round. They uh, drafted the, the Kispert kid out of Gonzaga, the uh, shooter. Um, so, you know, obviously adding shooting is never a bad idea. And especially adding a shooter around a dynamic score like Bradley Beal, um, I think Kuzma and Harrell have the potential to kind of return to pre-LeBron form um, now that they're playing somewhere else. Not that that's going to make them a contender or any great or anything, any by any means. But I think I could see Washington in the play-in. I don't know that there'll be a playoff team, but I could see Washington in the play-in. Um, but there there has been some other teams in the East make some improvements during free agency. I think the Bulls got better. Um, mm-hmm. I think the Knicks got better. Um, I can't think off the top of my head if anybody else did. but The Heat. Well, the Heat did, yeah. Um, that's true. And I honestly, I think uh, the, the Hornets got better. Um, so I think the back end of the uh, Eastern playoff picture improved. Um, so I don't know that there'll be a playoff team because I don't think they improved. Um, Washington, I mean. But they have some interesting pieces. Uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, Hachimura, um, the kid they drafted two years ago. He had a decent year last year. Um, so with Beal and Dinwiddie, who if he returns to form pre-injury, I really like uh, Dinwiddie. He's a knockdown shooter, good ball handler. Um, if you got Dinwiddie, Beal, Hachimura, and Kuzma, um, Thomas Bryant, and then you have Bertons. like Bertons and Harrell, <laughs> you know. Um, that's a good seven, eight-man rotation that um, could be a, a decent team. Like I said, playing type, you know, 10-8 or 10-9 seed in the East maybe. Um, but, yeah, I don't see them being a very formidable foe. Um, they need to add somebody. Um, so let me ask you this before we move on from that. Um how does the John Wall trade look now? Uh, pretty poopy. <laughs> really looks like terrible. It lasted a weird short season. That was it. Getting do you you don't think getting out from under the 
forty million dollars a year is uh, is at least worth something. I mean, it definitely gives you much more flexibility going forward to give you the possibility to build around Beal if that's what he wants to do, if he wants to stay. So, and, and, and that's a, a positive, at least. Do you think if Wall was still there? I mean, Wall played pretty well last year. He wasn't spectacular, like but he played pretty well. And six assists. Yeah. Um, do you think if Wall was still there, they would be better than what they were with Westbrook last year? Hmm. Honestly, I'd say yes, just because Westbrook was horrendous for the first like, half of the year, <laughs> and the Washington was also horrendous for the first half of the year. Um, so I'd say at least with Wall, if they get off to at least a better start, and then, I mean, it's not like the second half of the season, they were doing much better, but they weren't just tearing it up. So I'd say with Wall, they probably would have done decent, maybe a little bit better. Um, I mean, at least, you know, Walt had been there. They had chemistry, knew how to play with a lot of those players, mainly Beal. Um, and it, it might have been a smoother process. Fair enough. <clears throat> All right, guys, do you think we've uh, sufficiently covered the trade? Yeah. 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 I'm good yeah. to move on to that. All right. Let's move on to the NBA draft, which I'm not going to lie to you guys, and maybe you know this already, but maybe the fans don't. Um, it's one of my favorite days of the year. I love the NBA draft, um, and I'm not really 100% sure why my Orlando Magic seem to get screwed more often than <laughs> not, you know, or like the lottery pisses me off because I, I just think it's a the only way the NBA could get their grubby little fingers in making sure the teams they want get picks. Mm-hmm. Um, why can't we do it like the rest of the sports, and if you have the worst record, you get the first pick, and the second worst record gets the second pick? I have no idea, but... I love the NBA draft. It gets me pumped up. Maybe it's because my team's in the damn lottery all the time, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do love the lo- uh, the NBA draft. So I watch it every year. Um, this year, my uh, <clears throat> toddlers were not um, cooperating, and Daddy got very pissed off. So um, st- starting off, um, the top of the draft. The first three picks went uh, like pretty much every mock you saw. Um, Cade Cunningham went number one to Detroit, just like we've seen for like six months. Cade well, Cunningham said, was going to be the number like one pick. Two days before the draft, Pistons have already decided they want him. Yeah. Like it was <laughs> and then Jalen Green, the shooting guard, went number two to the Rockets, and Evan Mobley went three to the Cavs. Ooh. Can I say one quick thing about that? Sure. They draft him, and then they sign Jared Allen. Jared Allen, right? Yes. To a five-year, $100 million contract. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I thought about that, that the other day, too. Um, they're just very different players. I wouldn't be surprised, at least for the first year or two, they try and play him together. Because Evan Mobley is uh, so athletic and has a lot of guard skills. Um, he can shoot. Um so I think being able to play him with a center um, that can block shots and bang down low might be helpful, mm-hmm. especially since Evan Mobley is so stinking skinny. Right. Like may, he probably just get beat up down low and maybe get some injuries early on. Well, and at USC, didn't he also play with his brother? His brother yeah. was big, and he played. Yeah, so, so he's, he's never used really to been that. Asked yeah. to play the true center position. It's uh, let's be honest. How many true centers are in the NBA? <laughs> Right, and let's be let's also be honest. The Cavs aren't going anywhere. No, no. 
I mean, they do like Mobley, but yes, right. I like Mobley too. <laughs> but I mean, back to back seasons, they drafted a point guard. They have Sexton and Garland. They play them together, so they can play two point guards and two centers and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got Kevin Love. <laughs> Kevin Love <laughs> cashing his thirty million dollar checks. That's right. Um, and then the kind of surprise early on was Scotty Barnes going to Toronto, which I'm not going to lie, I did a huge fist pump when that happened because I knew that meant Jalen Suggs was falling to five in my Orlando Magic. Um, so Jalen Suggs went five. Josh Giddy, the weird player from Australia, went six to the Thunder. Jonathan Kaminga to the Warriors. Franz Wagner to the Magic. Davion Mitchell to the Kings, and Zaire Williams to the Pelicans knocks out the first 10 picks. So out of those first 10 picks, guys, uh, did anything stand out to you? Was there anything that was uh, you thought was great, awful, um, anything like that? I like the Davion Mitchell to the Kings. I like that pick for them. I think he's – I'm interested to hear why because I'm the opposite. I thought it was a stupid pick. Huh. I don't know. I just kind of liked him. I thought he'd play good. He went to oh, Baylor. I, I like Davion Mitchell, but the Kings' two best players are point guards, and then they sure. just drafted an undersized point guard. So I was like, what are they doing with this? Like, you have Fox and you have Halliburton, and now you're taking Mitchell. Like, you're going to play three three point guards, and Davion Mitchell's six foot even. Like, he's, yeah, like, he's small. He's pretty small. Um, I like him. He, uh, send Fox to the Lakers. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> That works. Uh, yeah. I'm sure LeBron would like that. Um, I like Fox. I've been a fan of Fox since <laughs> college. Um, I, it, Sacramento just seems to be, at least at this point, seems to be where careers go to die. Right. It's kind of a black hole. Um, just disappear. So, I don't know. But anyway, go ahead, Drew. Why would you like that pick? Um, well, I think he, he's a good pickup for him if one of the other two don't. I don't know. I think he might be able to compete for one of the jobs with the other two. Not uh, Sexton. Now I'm drawing a blank. Fox and Halliburton. Fox, yeah. I was thinking of the Cavs, Sexton. Yeah, I think think he could be the second point guard. He's playing well. I think he was some other game. One of his first games he scored like 20 and – Yeah, like 23 the other night. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. So I I think he's a good pickup for them. I liked him. Anybody else? Um, I was kind of intrigued by uh, the guy the Warriors picked. Um, Kaminga? I thought he had – he has some – a lot of potential to do do a lot of different things on the basketball court. Which could uh, could definitely help them, but I was also kind of intrigued by it because um, there's been a lot of speculation about them uh, using some of those draft picks uh, to trade for another really good player, and they didn't um, because you know they're they lots of people think me being one of them they need to really go for it right now while Curry is still in his prime window because he's in the end of nearing the end of that those prime years. I think he's what 33. I believe thirty three. Yes. Thirty three years old. So I mean, you know, I mean, he is a shooter, which obviously is something that doesn't deteriorate. But I mean, it, it's I mean, thirty three. You, your time's getting a little limited. Draymond's already maybe taking a little step back. Um, Clay's starting to get hurt a lot. Obviously, hasn't played in two years. Um, so I thought they would use their their draft picks to um, grab maybe like a Bradley Beal or I mean, I'm not just Bradley Beal, but you know, another big player, um, but they they st- stuck it out with their draft picks. So I was kind of intrigued by that. Well, the the side of that pick that surprised me 
was okay so last year the veterans and curry and draymond seemed to be very frustrated with now i'm drawing a blank to center wiseman wiseman who was raw young you know 19 uh barely played any i mean just like a yeah, game or two of college right and he was very raw well Kaminga's even more raw Kaminga is 18 years old. He played last year in the G League at 17 because he reclassified. Mm. He's 18 years old. He has no jump shot. He um, isn't a great ball handler. Like he's really, really athletic. That's his calling card. And he's he's just, but he's very, very raw. It, it almost seemed like maybe I'm just reading too much into this, but it almost seemed like the 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 Warriors were kind of sticking it to those guys and like. Um, quit telling us what to do with our team. We'll run this damn thing how we want, and we'll take these raw players if we want. Because they kept coming out that Draymond and Curry were saying that they wanted, they didn't want rookies, and they didn't want this, and they were like, we're not just going to take rookies. We're going to take your super raw guys that aren't going to be ready to play with you for two or three years. Because um, they took another one. Uh, who, who They took another one in a couple picks because they had yeah, two of them. Later on, yeah. they took somebody. They took Moses Moody, who was another raw player out of Arkansas. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of what I was saying, though. Like, they need to really go for it right now. Yeah. While Curry is, is still killing it. Um, and you really don't I mean, do we know if Clay Thompson's even going to be the same player? Well, I said this right. at, uh, when I, mean, I was talking to a couple yeah, guys the other knows. day. Not that they're the same player by any means. But he had the exact same back-to-back injuries that Boogie did, and Boogie's not remotely the same. Yeah, <laughs> not even close. Um, yeah. So is Clay? Like you said, is Clay? Now, I do I think Clay won't be able to shoot. No, Clay will probably be able to shoot. But is he going to be able to be the world-class defender he used to be? Is he going to be the guy that is constantly running and moving off these screens and cutting, you know, to get open? Maybe not. Is is he relegated to be a spot-up shooter, which would would change things? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, they already this year um, in big spots struggle to score a lot because, you know, if Curry starts to get worn down or if the, the team's able to just suffocate Curry because they don't have to pay attention to some other players, they struggle to score. I mean, Draymond's not going to go get you 30 points. He'll be lucky <laughs> if he gets you fucking three sometimes. <laughs> yeah. um, Wiggins, I mean, Wiggins is, I would, I would say, streaky. Um, he can score, but there are some – there's some good with the bad. Um, and then, like you said, Wiseman, well, you know, is not there yet. Um, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's it's kind of all over the place. I think Wiseman's going to be good. I agree, like too. Like you said, yeah. he's a couple years away. Yeah. I mean, the kid came went from high school, played two or three games for Penny at Memphis, and then had the whole NCAA thing, and then, you know. <laughs> I think everyone's high on him. Uh, yeah. But the problem is, it's you know, just time. They like just need said, him. This is Steph's right time now. He 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 showed glimpses of it last year. I think they wanted him to do things that he didn't want to do, or that he hadn't done, or wasn't his calling card. Wasn't comfortable with it yet. Yeah, essentially, they were. They wanted him to be Andrew Bogut, set screens, roll to the rim, um, and that's your only role on offense. But on defense, we want you to bust your ass. And cover for everybody's mistakes and block shots and do all these things. And he was like, "I'm the number. I'm a number one pick. Like, uh, I want to score and like do things." And like, <laughs> I, I remember watching a game early in the season when he was healthy and playing, and he grabbed a rebound and dribbled the length of the floor and like put it behind his back and spun and just dunked all over somebody. And I was like, "That's why you drafted him right, right there. Yeah, exactly. Not because." 
he was a world-class defender and was relegated to setting screens on offense. Like, not that he should never set screens. That's what big men do, you know. But you're telling me he and Curry can't run the pick and roll in the middle of the floor? Oh, yeah. Like, that seems dumb to me that you can't create space with for him with Curry's shooting ability. And how many times off a screen of Draymond, because he can't score, do you see Curry get doubled? Right. And it's like, well, you can't double this off this seven-footer who's standing at the rim now. If you do, it's a dunk. So... Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I felt Kerr did a piss-poor job of coaching last year, just a piss-poor job of coaching. And then at the end of the season, Curry went on a ridiculous, ridiculous streak, and um, they won, what, like 12 of their last 13 games or something stupid like that, and they, they snuck into the play-in and all that stuff. And it was like, but this could have been going on all year if you had just played smarter. Like they acted like Durant and Clay were still there, and they could run the same system – and no matter who was in it, they could just do the same thing. And I'm like, obviously that's not Wiggins and Ubre are not Durant and Clay guys. Like, what are nope. we doing? Ubre not play well and all. Dude, I watched like a couple of those first games the Warriors played. He thought he was Michael Jordan. He could dunk on every single person on the court. He'd take off from anywhere and try and dunk. He did have some crazy highlights though. All right, uh, Ray, did you have anything that stood out to you, bud? Uh, I mean, not not really. I mean. Uh, maybe the Pacers pick at 13, the, uh, Chris Duarte trade or the, the pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why we need another shooter. Yeah, it's a shooting league, man. Well, I mean, I didn't understand that one, but then we go down in the second, uh, second round and we got us a, a nice little center and that made a little bit more sense because I, we've been shopping around, uh, our guy for a, a while now. Yeah. Well, you guys have been shopping Turner for like three years. I don't know if it, if the shopping's ever going to come to fruition. Somebody's going to buy before you know. Like I, I kind of like Turner. I don't know why nobody, everybody seemed to be scared away from him. But yeah, that's true. I Uncle Doug, anything stand out to you? Um, obviously the the Pistons couldn't get it wrong with Cunningham. I don't think. Uh, I watched him quite a bit in college, and I really liked him. So I think that will help the the Pistons a lot uh, if they can help him. Yeah, <laughs> right. They can give him some help. And then uh, Mobley at three was another kid that I really liked. I uh, watched USC a couple times last year and really liked watching him play. So at the top end, I mean, I definitely think those guys kind of stood out. Um, I thought the Pistons actually did a decent job. And they picked up Garza from Iowa with, like, their second-round pick. And um, maybe the Pistons will head in the right direction We'll see. They've they've made some really stupid decisions over the last few years. Um, I like their coach. Um, even though they've gotten rid of Blake Griffin, they still owe him a boatload of money. So that's going to hold them back for a while. I think uh, – what's his name? Uh, Grant. Uh, Jeremy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. uh, Grant, he had a really good year last year. So I think him, Cunningham, and Sadiq Bey um, – they have a nice little core, but not a contending core probably, right. but no, a nice fair. core to get to grow and get better. They're all fairly young. I like that too. Um, I had questions. Number one was the Raptors picking Scotty Barnes. Not because I don't like Scotty Barnes per se, but your two best player or two of your three best players are your two forwards with OG Ananobi and Siakam. Yep. 
neither one of them are big enough to play the five. No, neither one of them are smaller and quick enough to play guards. Um, so why take another tweener forward, a gun that plays the three and the four? Like the, now you have three of them that are kind of like very, very similar players. They're all good. They all have you know skill sets the other ones may not. But Barnes and Barnes can't shoot. So it's kind of like I, I don't really know what their plan is. I mean, maybe they're going to trade somebody. I have no yeah, idea. That, but that's one thing I've heard. Siakam doesn't want to be a part of the Raptors organization anymore. Mm. He's, he he came out a little while ago and said that. Well, maybe it's because of this draft pick. <laughs> maybe. I think I think he's been unha- unhappy for a little while, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah, because yeah. he got benched for a while. He played like shit last year. Yeah. yeah, he did not play well at all. He played like shit last year and the year before that in the playoffs. Completely fell apart. Um, so I don't, I don't know. But then my my next one was Josh Giddy, the kid out of Australia. Mm-hmm. You take him at six. Um, the knocks on Giddy are he can't shoot. Um, he's really slow, <laughs> and he plays guard. Uh, sounds oh. like a, sounds like a top. Number one pick, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, he's spo- he's he's supposed to be um, a really good passer, which I'm like, okay, cool. Um, your best players are point guard, but okay. Um, you just gave 180 million dollars to, um, and Shea Gilgis Alexander. Um, so I don't know how much just Josh Giddy kid is gonna have the ball in his hands, but I'm just, they're like, well, he's not gonna be able to guard anybody in the NBA because he can't move his feet, um, but. Um, he's a really good passer, and I'm like, oh, so maybe he could, sp-, you know, I mean, maybe it was me being a ridiculous, but I was like, oh, he's white. Obviously, he's going to be a good shooter. No, he can't shoot. He shot like 18% from three oh, in the in Australia last year. Oh, um, <laughs> so I'm like, and and Sam Presti's a GM that we all gush over in the NBA and talk about how smart he is. Yeah. So maybe he's completely outsmarting me and my thought process here, but what are we doing? He's probably thinking he's got about 20 more picks in the next two drafts, so he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's probably a fair <laughs> assessment. Like, I, I can miss on one or two here. I got plenty to pick from. Because this kid wasn't supposed to go nearly that high, was he? No. They, <laughs> when uh, when the Pelicans traded up to – or Memphis traded up to 10, mm-hmm. everybody was like, oh, it's because they want the Giddy kid. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, so Giddy's going to go around the 10 area. And then he ends up going six. And they said Memphis was pissed. Memphis was like, "Oh damn! Like, we traded up. That was that was the whole Adams Valenzuela's trade that right. was for them to move up to ten. I don't know how I felt about that trade. I don't know. Um, I think the Pelicans are completely lost and don't know what to do because Zion has already threatened to leave two years into his career, and one of which he sat on the bench the whole time because he was hurt. Yeah. Um, so I think it's you know again player empowerment's gotten out of control, but. I was also surprised that Memphis parted with Valenzuela's because Valenzuela's like their second best player. I was like, that's their score win. I was watching them in that playing game last year against Spurs, I think, and he just dominated when John Moran. He had like a double double, like he had like thirty or forty. I was like, he averaged like seventeen and twelve last year. Yeah, something like, like that. that. Yeah, um, he's expanded his range to the three point line. He shot like fifty five threes. I mean, he's not shooting a ton of them, but he shot like fifty five threes last year. Um, but he's not—he's not a good defender. Um, and then you have Zion Williams, who couldn't guard me. 
Um, I mean, Zion Williams is a complete turnstile on defense. He wants that blockbuster block. Um, Ingram yeah. has played piss poor defensively. Um, they got rid of their best defender in Lonzo Ball. Um, so I'm sitting here going, so now you have Valenzuelas, Ingram, and Zion. None of, nobody's playing defense. Um, and then they just traded for Dante Graham, who is one of the worst defensive players in the entire NBA because he's like 5'10". And he'll score, but he's the most inefficient scorer in the whole league. Yeah, he shot 38% from the field last year. He also shot 38% from three, so riddle me this. But uh, it's it's one of those things of you just went out and got a whole bunch of guys that not only don't play a lot of defense, they seem to have refused to play defense because they seem to be their big gripe last year that got Van Gundy fired was none of them wanted to play defense. And Van Gundy's a defensive coach. So I think the Pelicans are just completely lost, and Zion's going to get his, force his way out of town in the next year or two. Um, but I, I I don't know what 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 this means going the other direction though either. Uh, does like does Stephen Adams doesn't make you better uh, than Val- he's a better defender than Valenzuela's? Mm-hmm. Um, but now you got to replace your second leading scorer, and that's not that's not Stephen Adams. No, I think they have a they have a good. Good little thing going though, I think in Memphis. I mean, they got. I, I like a couple of their players. Right. Who's there? Brooks and Jackson, and now Adams. Like they have a good young little core there. They can really go forward with. Um, and like you said, Adams will help defensively. He, he will help because he's one of the better defensive centers in the NBA. Um, which I think a lot of times with younger teams like that, defense is usually the last thing that they. Uh, one lot, you know, when they. That's what? usually their last thing to fix. Yeah. I yeah. Couldn't, could not word that to save my life. Um, and um, uh, wasn't there another person in that trade that came over with Steven Adams? I think so, but I'm not sure uh, who it was. But they also have, uh, what's his name, uh, Anderson, uh, the kid they call Slow-Mo. Uh, Kyle Anderson? Yeah, Kyle Anderson. He's also. He's pretty good. I like him, yeah. I like Brooks a lot, too. Yeah, Brooks made a name for himself in the play and stuff this year. Brooks is very good. Morant's going to be a superstar. Um, oh, slow motion. Uh, Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, Eric Bledsoe came over, so I guess he'll be Morant's backup. I mean, in in, in the right, I mean, he's not a superstar, but in in a, a very good role player. If you have Bledsoe and a bulldog on defense. Yeah. Yeah. There he you just, go. The Pelicans got rid of another defensive yeah. guy. He just got yeah. put in. <laughs> Bledsoe's been put in some situations where. People wanted him to be maybe like a borderline all-star, and it's just not quite there. But if if you just expect him to be a good, solid player and play just an, an important role in your team, he's he's very good. I agree with that, Wade. I think uh, if you have a three-man guard rotation with Morant, Bledsoe, and Brooks, I think you can. You that's a good rotation for you. I think good. at the at the forward spots, if you have Anderson. And Jackson, I like both of them. Um, Jackson just needs to stay healthy. He's been really hurt mm-hmm. the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, but I really, really like Jackson coming out in the draft. I really would liked him. Um, so I'm. I guess I'm. I guess what I'm saying is I still have some property on um, Jaron Jackson Jr. Island. Um, and then Stephen Adams, who I don't dislike. He's just not what you were getting out of Alan Swain. It's, it's just almost right. a complete opposite player. Yeah, so all, I mean, uh, all defense, limited offense. Yeah, so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens there. I think I think the Grizzlies are they need one more guy besides Morant 
to blossom into uh, at least an all-star-ish yeah. player for them to continue getting better. Personally, I think that guy needs to be Jackson. I think I think he has the highest ceiling. Yeah. Um, but uh, like you said, the injuries have limited him. Mm-hmm. But because uh, they're a good all-around team, decent, they have a lot of a lot of good players on there. They're just one more big player away, I think. I agree with that. But at the same time, we tend to take young teams and see them do well, and then automatically go, well, now they need to be a contender. You know, if it takes them two or three more years to get Morant and Jackson ready to contend for championships, I think that's perfectly fine and acceptable. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, just, I, I think they've made they've made the playoffs a couple of years now, so now in the next couple of years they just need to advance because they've been knocked yeah. out in the first round every year. Yep, I agree. So, you know, keep keep improving and – you know, win a series and go from there. And Morant's going to keep getting better. Morant's a beast. He's If he can stay healthy, he'll be he'll be an absolute monster. That is the one thing that worries me about Morant, because I have visions of, like, Derrick Rose yeah, right. and John Wall yep. and Dwayne Wade in my head Seven. because he's constantly slamming his body into bigs because he's mm. attacking the rim all the time. And being, being anybody, but especially a small guy, you can only take so much of that before your body starts to break down. Oh, and those knees can only take so much <clears throat> of that crazy explosion back and forth and up and down. Those knees don't last very long. Yep, I agree with you there, too. So to change modes here, I thought a non-lottery uh, team that I was super impressed with their draft and it surprised the shit out of me because they kept buying and trading in to draft picks the Nets had a very impressive draft. Um, they came in and grabbed uh, Cameron Thomas at 27, and then they came in and uh, grabbed Daron Sharp at 29. Um, I'm very familiar with Sharp because he played at North Carolina, mm-hmm. um, and I watch a lot of Carolina basketball. Um, he's uh, 6'10", 270, um, big rebounder, shot blocker. Um, which is what they need. That's all they need. They need. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And the big men fall down the draft now because right. they don't, you know, the league doesn't really necessarily <laughs> like him. But he's not a big, I mean, he, at college at Carolina, he was, he did score a decent amount. He was a back to the basket type score. But they're not going to ask him to do that in Brooklyn. No. Um, no they got plenty he, of scores. He led, yeah. the, he led the NCAA in rebounds a minute per minute. Um, he was the leading offensive rebounder in the conference. Um, I think that was a great pickup for them. I think maybe they might ask him to trim up slightly and, you know, hopefully he can move his feet a little bit more. But I think that was a really nice pickup for them. Um, they also re-signed Blake Griffin so um, for the league minimum. So it's not like they had to throw money at him. Um, so I think those two together provide them with a nice one-two at the center spot. Um, this coming year, um, plus the other young kid they had, that was a rookie last year, uh, Claxton. I liked him. Yeah, Claxton's going to be really good. Little weight. Yep, if he puts on some weight, he's going to be a beast. Um, but then uh, Cameron Thomas was a uh, shooter out of out of uh, LSU. He uh, he needs a little bit of work. I mean, that's why he's um, at twenty seven, but. I, I think he's uh, a nice little guy that in two or three years, you know, playing behind 
uh, Harden and Kyrie. He could be a nice player. Um, and they just signed Patty Mills. Oh, that would be huge. Yeah, oh, That's a that. great pickup. Yeah. He's been in huge spots, tons of playoff games and finals games. He's a knockdown shooter. He can be a secondary ball handler if you want him to be. Uh, and he plays really hard on defense. He's not a lockdown defender, but he plays really hard on defense. Do you, do you see the report on Durant? And they played, is it Australia? They play in Australia today, I thought. Whatever, which one is Patty Mills playing for? Patty Mills plays for Australia. Australia. Yeah. It is Australia. Yeah. Um, I guess he had some play where he kind of like crossed up Durant and then went like drain and jump shot. And then I said, I guess right after the game, Durant uh, called, is it Marks, the GM for the Nets, and said, told him, he's like, go sign this motherfucker. <laughs> Something like that. Cause he, uh, oh, well, that's what, who did that with, oh, the Knicks signed Fournay from France after he mm. lit up the U.S. The Knicks signed him. So. The Knicks are in a weird spot where they had to, they had to sign a couple guys to to get some shooting and offense in there. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing with the Fournier signing. Fournier's played the last I don't know four or five years in Orlando before he was traded midseason to Boston. Fournier's a nice player. He's not a superstar. Um, he's no. you know, but he's a nice player. He's a very good shooter. He's a good pick and roll ball handler. <clears throat> Him and Vooch used to run the pick and roll. They'd be the top two scorers on the team. I'm not saying he's going to turn the Knicks around, do anything crazy like that, but he is an improvement over what they had. Um, he's uh, <clears throat> And we saw in the playoffs, if they double-teamed Randall, nobody else in the whole team could score. Mm-hmm. So I'm so saying that they were stuck in a situation they had to sign someone. Yeah, so I, I think bringing Fournier in makes them better. It uh, And... It provides shooting, which they needed. They had a bunch of athletes and not a lot of shooting. But at the same time, you're the Knicks and you're run by a shitty owner. You were probably going to have to slightly overpay to get somebody decent. Um, so, but at, he he's made his last contract. He made eighteen a year. So I mean, making twenty. You know, he's making twenty a year. It wasn't like it was a huge raise for him or anything. So it was. I I, I didn't mind the signing for the Knicks so much. I think they're better today than they were. Before the signing, oh yeah, I think the next yeah. thing. And they kept they kept Eric Rose, who was huge for them. They kept Rose. They kept Nolan's Noel, um, Taj Gibson, Taj Gibson, who surprisingly played a very large role for them in certain parts of the season. They did, he did, he did. The one player they let get away was uh, Reggie Bullock, who signed with uh, Dallas, which I thought was a decent pickup for Dallas. So, mm-hmm. um, so, um. So, anybody else have any uh, thoughts on the rest of the draft? Or favorite, you know, thoughts on your favorite team's draft? If you had any draft pick, picks? I mean, I know Ray kind of touched on the Pacers already. No. No. Um, one player that I think is going to be interesting to watch um, is the, the Bulls pick, the AO, the point guard out of Illinois. Uh, watched him play a couple times last year. That kid is, he's got a lot of talent. And um, the Bulls are quietly pulling together a lot of really young, talented people. And I think the Bulls, somebody to watch. The Bulls starting lineup is a squad. They are. Yeah. Their starting lineup is pretty legit at the moment, especially in the East. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, uh, you're looking at Lonzo and Levine starting backcourt with Kobe White and Caruso off the bench. Um, then you're looking and at. 
He'll, he's a point guard, shooting guard. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Forgot about him. And then uh, then at the forward spots, he, they just signed DeRozan, and they have Patrick Williams, who was their high, high lottery pick last year, and then Vooch at center. Right. Um, the Bulls, they've, they've got good young players and some depth. and Yeah, I'm going to be interested to see how, they are, how good they are. They're going to be really shitty on defense. But they're going to be able to outscore guys with Levine and DeRozan and Vooch. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you at least have Lonzo's one of the best perimeter defenders in, in the league. But you just need Levine and DeRozan to just try. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. try. Yeah. Like, exactly. If they're just okay on defense, Lonzo can take the best uh, the best player. And if they're just okay. And and I think that power forward's not bad. You know, Patrick Williams is a very good defender. Yeah, yeah. Vooch is, eh. but so if you have if you have two really good defenders and the other guys can at least put out some effort, or at least just play <laughs> smart defense. Right. You know, do the right rotations, play your help defense. You know, just don't be a lazy moron. And they'll probably, I'd say, win. You know, forty-five to forty-eight games, maybe, and um, surprise some people in the East. Probably. I mean, it is the East. I could see the Bulls being a six seed. Yeah, yeah, I see that. I guess you're in thing. Okay, so let's let's Brooklyn, Philly, Milwaukee will be the top three seeds unless something crazy happens. Right. Um, and then you've got Miami, Miami, who just got much better. Hawks, the Hawks, New York, Indiana. I think all have a chance to be good. Um. Is, is Philly an automatic three, top three now? Yeah, I, I was, when you said The Philly, Hawks just beat them, and Miami just improved. Um, I don't and, – and Simmons, Simmons is getting worse. If he, play, <laughs> if he played like he did in that last playoff like, series, they're not. And you know, you never know if Embiid will even be healthy in the playoffs. I don't – or throughout half the season. Fair enough. I mean, maybe they're not top three, but I think they're better than the Bulls. Yeah, yeah probably. I'd say they're better than the Bulls. Well, because they can for sure play defense. And who knows what Boston's going to be. Um, yeah, last year was weird. Boston. <laughs> Jason Tatum. It was odd. I, I, I know I'm in the, uh, I don't know, the, the smaller group here. I'm probably at a big disadvantage there. But I don't think Tatum and Brown are nearly as good as everybody thinks they are. And they definitely don't make anybody that plays with them better. Oh, we talked about no, this. Oh, yeah, we uh, yeah. we definitely talked about this. Before. I think Brown, I really like Brown. Brown, I mean, he just upped his offense to like around twenty-five a game, and he's a phenomenal defender. He is a good defender. Yeah, I like him better than Tatum, personally. If Tatum's gonna be so good, then why in the Olympics when Durant goes to the bench? Why does, why is he not taking over these Olympic games? I yeah, mean, against a bunch of small white guys from Europe. <laughs> yeah, they need a a legitimate. Uh, point guard that can just straight up facilitate and run the team. But um, let me ask you this, because I said that earlier about some another team before we were off air. How many facilitating point guards are left in the NBA? Like three. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And Chris Paul's like 36 years old. Yeah, um, like two. Ricky Rubio's like 32 or something. Um, like there's not very many facilitators left. The All these point guards come in and are scores. Right, and the ones that have potential to be a great facilitator, the teams don't let them. Lonzo Ball has a is a very good passer, very mm-hmm. skilled passer, and for parts of the season they let Zion Williamson run the point. Um, 
But that, that's which, the NBA today. You give your superstar the ball, and they handle the ball in every possession. But then, then don't put Lonzo on the floor because that's just dumb. He's out there to pass and and play defense and and yeah i i don't know that was something that bugged me like oh it it works so well it's like "Ah, i mean it first stretches it might throw the defense off and but i don't i'm not saying don't give your best player the ball in crunch time or in big situations or end of quarters and let him go and or you know never let him isolate or anything like that but if we're just down here running offense I think my best ball handler and passer would be running the offense. That's just my personal opinion. I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I am wrong. Maybe Zion should do it. I don't know, but I just, I, I tend to agree with what Wade was saying. I guess. Um, but my biggest thing is two things. First off, I've been listening to teams or not teams, um, talking heads on TV and podcasts and stuff talk for like two weeks now about how Dallas needs to sign a point guard. I'm like, why? They won't, let him, they won't let him touch the ball because Luka has the ball in his hands 47 of the 48 minutes a game. So why would you want a point guard to play with them? Right. And what's, what's his role going to be when Luka's yeah, got the exact, ball? And Stay and in the corner. And then, you're, yeah. and then you're just putting an undersized defender on the floor. Right. If you have a guy like Luka or LeBron or somebody like that who is bigger and handles the ball, just don't play with point guards. Just put wing defenders out on the floor with them so that you're, you can switch everything and you don't have somebody they can pick on. Wing defenders that can shoot. Yeah, well, they can shoot. One hundred percent. That was the problem with Dallas last year. They had a, they had wing defenders. They just couldn't shoot. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> but that's the problem though is is, I mean, there's a reason LeBron's lost six or seven NBA Finals. Luka can't leave the first round. It's teams win championships. Now LeBron does have what four four. Um, just because he's just dominant and, you know, super teams are eventually going to win. Um, and he's formed like three or four of them now. <laughs> um, but I mean, a lot of times, I mean, there's a reason, you know, when they met the Warriors, a lot of times the Warriors beat him pretty handily. Now they were stacked, but they were a team and they moved the ball and it wasn't one player doing everything. Um, that's why the Spurs were dominant for so many years. They were a team and moved the ball. You know the triangle with the Lakers mm-hmm. um, and the Bulls and the Bulls. Yeah. Yes, it wasn't just one player. Now, obviously, Jordan dominated the ball a lot, but, but when he first, you know, started to win, he had to learn to, to at least pass the ball in certain situations and when he, you know, and to make the smart plays at the the right moments. In the '80s, we saw Mike do the LeBron thing, do the James mm-hmm. Harden thing. He mm-hmm. put up some ridiculous, ridiculous stat stat lines in the mm-hmm. late eighties. Um, you know, like that league in scoring like nine times. Yeah, like nine times, yeah. Um yeah, but he had like a thirty six, seven and seven season or something stupid like that. Well, he was over thirty points per game pretty much every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Easy. Um and then Phil Jackson, Tex Winters, whoever it was, finally got through to him and said, hey, bro, you've got to get Scotty and these other guys involved too. Um, And when he started doing – yeah, he was still going to average 28, you know, maybe 30 points a game and, um, you know, five assists or whatever. But he toned down what he was doing on the court, you know, let Scotty handle the ball more, let the point guard handle the ball more, and it led to wins instead of just MVPs and no wins. And, and it saves the, the star energy. Yes. So you can close. 
Yes, Harden. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was Harden's problem in Houston, and in the playoff time, he was ran down. He was well, tired. It, it was LeBron's problem for the longest time too. It we were fun. all sitting there going, "Man, LeBron can't close." Man, at the end of games, LeBron gives the ball to somebody else. How many, how long do we say that for? Ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But anyway, uh, we kind of got off on a tangent there. Um. So I guess before we shut this down anybody have any more thoughts on the draft Russell Westbrook trade or even free agency we've talked quite a bit of free agency during this episode so does anybody have any more favorite signings surprise signings ridiculous overpays uh, anything like that um, LeBron just tweeted out that all the haters better be quiet because he's going to prove them wrong basically oh my god on Twitter he says keep all this energy ready when we come and show you guys calling us all old and everything but you are old. It's not like we're making up lies. Right. Is he listening to our podcast? Yes. <laughs> he says all the people calling us old, you better keep this energy up when we prove you wrong. I'm like, okay. Here's my thing. Yeah. If they win the championship next year, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe they did that. They do have a lot of talent. They have three superstars. Um, but at the same time, I also wouldn't be surprised if the end of the season, they're just decimated by injuries and we're all going, <laughs> oh, worn out. Just, yeah. like, just like this year. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, their two stars were hurt at the end of this year. Honestly, or if there's the same result, you know, as yeah. the past few seasons where, you know, Russell Westbrook is just going to start building houses. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. LeBron's team just two years ago let him shoot on purpose, and they lost because he couldn't shoot the ball. And he gets in these bad habits of keep shooting, even though he's doing terrible. Right. That's not his specialty. His specialty is getting to the basket and rebounding and passing and hustling and all that. Not shooting three pointers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess here's my question, okay? You have Dwight Howard, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Wayne Ellington, and Russell Westbrook on the floor. Okay? Obviously, you have to put Dwight in the dunker spot. AD is either at the elbow or standing in three-point land. LeBron has the ball. Ellington is somewhere in three-point land, the corner of the wing, somewhere, because he is their shooter. What do you do with Westbrook? Because, like Wade said, they'll leave him alone if you if he's right. in three-point land, but you can't put him in the dunker spot because Dwight's there. Right. Well, they, I guess one of the reports was um, LeBron and Russell Westbrook and AD all got together like two weeks ago. And we're planning all this out. Um, and they all came to a certain agreements. And one of the agreements was Anthony Davis said he will start playing center um, much, much more to prevent that or try to help prevent that. But, Which it, it I think uh, is smart. And they, they end up going to that every year in the playoffs anyway because it's just their mm-hmm. best lineup usually. But here's my thing is this isn't the West of old or the NBA of a couple years ago. Um, to get to the finals right now in the West, you got to go through the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to deal with Gobert. Um, and, Aiden. And, and DeAndre Ayton just had a killer, killer playoffs. Yep. Um, so there's more bigs than there used to be. And there's a chance when you get to the finals, you're going to deal with either Giannis or Embiid. Um, so... You I'm uh, fine fine play the 5 bud but are you willing to guard some of these guys are you willing to guard the joker in a seven game series or Giannis mm. or Embiid 
or whoever. Or even in a, a weirder situation, if they meet Brooklyn, he might guard Durant. Because Durant plays center for the Nets sometimes uh, now. That's yeah. true. He can, yeah. So that's a whole nother different kind of Which problem. I no nobody guards Durant and like shuts him down. I'm not trying to say that, but oh, I think I that's know. a better matchup for AD than Embiid. Yeah, yeah. Embiid was bullying him. Yeah, Embiid right. will bully him. Yeah, 100. percent Yeah. If when they play Philly, it's going to be Dwight. Dwight. Yeah, Dwight. Yes. Yeah, and he yes. will. Well, put it on Embiid. Well, I think not when the year they won the championships was well, two years ago. Mm-hmm. When they played Denver, Dwight played big minutes because he was the yep. one guarding the Joker. Dwight, and yep. then when Dwight got tired, JaVel came in. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't Anthony Davis. <laughs> right, because they tried it in game one, and Joker had a huge game. Right. And they like, oh, we can't do this. He's too physical for AD. And they had to, they had to start, start playing Dwight. And you don't want Anthony Davis exerting most of his energy on defense. No. That's He's true, too. Right. Top scorer, really. I mean, he. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers sign another center kind of like Dwight so they can rotate in because once Dwight goes off the floor who else is going to guard they the got big Marcus center Soul. they got Marcus Soul. They oh, Marcus I forgot, Soul. I forgot about Gasol yeah. yeah they kept, they kept him who is who is different than Dwight but he's super physical mm. he's a he's a husky boy even though he's lost yeah. some weight mm-hmm. he's very physical and he does provide more spacing than Dwight because he can extend yeah. his range out to three point land I got a, I got a question mm-hmm. do you this is not the Lakers or anything um but do you think with the addition of Kyle Lowry and P.J. Tucker and keeping Robinson, can the Heat get through the East? No. You don't think they have no chance at all? I mean, I might say no chance because we just – I mean, injuries could play a factor in this. Mm. But I'm saying if everybody's healthy in the East, I don't think they, they come out. Uh, I think Brooklyn whoops them, and I think – uh, Milwaukee has a chance, um, for sure. Um, and depending on what Philly teams there, they got a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't think any. I don't think they match up with with Brooklyn. Not that I think anybody really does. Yeah, I think the, the Nets are the clear favorite. I but I think the Heat are going to be good. Oh, I think so too. I don't think they're quite um, to the Nets. I what I want so badly is for. The uh, Sixers and the Wizards to trade Beal for Simmons. You can throw in a couple other picks or players or whatever, but that would literally be perfect. The Wizards would get a young all-star, superstar, whatever you want to call him, uh, player that they can build around, and he can go to a franchise where he won't be as focused on and humiliated when he doesn't shoot because the whole team sucks. And that their expert. They won't be expecting him to win a championship. Yes. And he can, you know, I don't know if he'll ever shoot at this point, but he might, he can slowly do it without all that pressure. And he's, I mean, he's still one of the best defensive players in the league, passers, rebounders, getting to the basket. He's he's still a great player. He just has this weird mental thing with shooting. But anyway, he can go there, and they have a young player they can rebuild around. Completely to start of the process, and that's a great start. And then you have Beal, who can shoot the hell out of the ball. And you have Beal and Tobias Harris and Embiid and Thibel. And that, that's, they'd be great. Uh, I, I agree as a basketball fan. I would love that. I think Beal makes the 76ers better. Um, or at least offensively. They'll mm-hmm. take a step back defensively because Beal's not a defender. But I think, I think the overall they're better. He would be their main, their lead ball handler. 
he would be um, there, you know, here and be, you know, they'd be a one-two punch. Yeah. Um, run the pick and roll together. They'd play off each other. 25 to 30 a game. Exactly. And then, like you said, Simmons would lose a lot of pressure. He wouldn't be on TV every night. He wouldn't be expected to win a championship. Um, but they could build a team. Like right now, they just went out and got some shooters. That's what he needs. What he, he needs, needs. A t- he needs a team like Giannis. He has, can go crazy. Where you have mm-hmm. four shooters and him. He could run up and down the floor and and just drive and dish or drive and score because it would be wide open for him. And it, they'd be perfect. And I think if the Sixers got Beal, they would definitely be a championship, a real championship contender. Beal and Thibel backcourt. Thibel stick him on the best perimeter player. Mm-hmm. Beal is the score distributor. Um, like you said, uh, Harris and Embiid. Who, who are we missing at the other forward spot? Oh, um, they have another. Harris and Embiid. Oh, wow. my goodness. I'm forgetting. I'll say I feel like we're missing somebody decent. Like they have another decent player, I feel like. Um, man, I kind of feel dumb. I can't think. Either. Um, oh, they have Seth Curry as a guard, by the way. Right. Uh, Maybe the best three pointer in the league, to be honest. Yeah. He's amazing. And, and Danny Green. Yeah. But I still think they're better, though. I think they'd be amazing. And they, they have. You can't play them, obviously, the way you, you, you play them now because Beal can shoot. Um, but they have the one X factor that. Really, no one can stop, and that's just Embiid. Yeah, Embiid can't be stopped, and that's just pretty much all there is, especially in today's NBA. And and I think like even if they say they made that and they go to the Eastern Conference Finals and they play the Nets, Embiid's gonna get forty a game. Well, Giannis did it. Giannis averaged like thirty six a game against yeah. uh, against Brooklyn. Um, and they and you know Thibel could at least take one of those players. At least limit them greatly. Um, they're a great team uh, team defense. Um, they can score with Harrison, Bead, and Beal. Um, they'd be a great matchup against the Nets, I I believe. Um, and it 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 makes Harris your third scorer, not your second scorer. Mm-hmm. Um, which Harris is a good player, but he's not the second leading scorer on a championship right. team. He's a really right. good. Player. I mean, he's a legit twenty points per game scorer, night in night out. And then you have phenomenal shooting with Beal and Curry and Harris is a good shooter and Bede's a good shooter for a center. Um, and, yeah, they'd, they'd just be phenomenal, I think. But this same team this, that we're talking about, the 76ers, has one of the most head-scratching signings of free agency for me, and that is the Andre Drummond signing. Yeah. Right. Um, first off, Andre Drummond is one of the best 30 centers in the NBA. I don't think that's a stretch of the imagination for me to say. I would say he's probably top 20, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So why he's signing to back up Joel Embiid, who plays like 38 minutes a night, um, why he's going to be satisfied playing 10 minutes a night for the league minimum um, is is weird to me. But not only that, but Drummond and Embiid have hated each other for like five years. Um, I, I I don't really understand the signing from any side of it. The Sixers and B Drummond, any of it. I would I would think of it kind of like this: one, you know, you're guaranteed probably twenty to twenty five starts minimum because Embiid ain't gonna play. Well, that's fair. Um, there's a good chance he might start half the season or maybe more. You know, you don't want that to happen, but with Embiid, it might. Um, I'm guessing he wants a championship or to contend for one. Um, 
So that's probably the main reason. And he's going to start, um, obviously, and I, I lost my train of thought. Oh, and against uh, certain matchups, I, I, I think he would, because rebounding-wise, we've talked about it, he's an absolute monster. Um, so I think he would he would get used a lot in, in certain situations or against certain teams. and would prob- I think he'd probably end up with more playing time, you think. Um, fair enough, Wade. Um, so talking about the big, the big uh, teams at the top of the East. Um, not that they made any huge moves, but um, the Bucks brought back Bobby Portis. Um, they gave him a one million dollar raise and brought him back. Um, they signed uh, Rodney Hood um, as a as a wing player, which they drastically needed another wing. It got really exposed after Divincenzo got hurt in the playoffs. But Divincenzo will be back, I guess. Um, do you think Milwaukee's better today than they were before free agency? No, not really. Not, they no. lost Tucker. That's true. Yeah, I, I don't think Tucker was anything though. I said I said they should let him walk before free agency started. I was like, yeah. uh, let Tucker walk. He's not worth the money. He doesn't do anything except for play hard. I mean, I I'm not I wasn't overly impressed with him in the playoffs. Everybody was like, look how hard he played Durant. I'm like, yeah, he did. He played Durant really hard while Durant was averaging 40. Like, you know, like it happens a lot. <laughs> <Durant>. <laughs> um, Tucker was just a, a big physical body to go bang on people. Yeah, that's what it was. Which fits in perfectly in Miami, behind you. They're a very very physical team. Um, Lowry's physical. Butler's physical. Bam's physical. You add Tucker to that. They have a bunch yeah. of physical defensive players. As far as the Bucks go, I mean, I don't think they're by no means worse, but I, I don't think I don't really think they're much better. Rodney Hood might be, I mean, he can provide a little bit off the bench, but he's very streaky. Um, I don't know. I, I think they're about the, just the same old team they were. Okay. So before we wrap this up, because we probably should here soon, um, this is the way too early predictions. Give me your top three seeds in each conference, and then who meets and who wins the championship. Obviously, we can't predict injuries, so, you know, you might pick Brooklyn and then Durant gets hurt in the first game, and you're like, oh, shit. But early predictions. East, Brooklyn, Milwaukee. It's so hard because I don't know what's going to happen with Simmons. That's true. Simmons, um, they keep saying Simmons is going to be traded, but he hasn't been yet. Or, like, does a team like Atlanta move up? Atlanta resigned uh, Connor Collins. Oh, they did? Yeah, they resigned him. When? Like, while we were sitting here? I no, saw, no, I saw him on yesterday. lunch break. Oh, did it? Was it? Yeah, they signed him. He got, he got like, quite a bit of money, over yeah. 100 mil. Was it five years? I, I, don't, I don't remember the years. Yeah, I don't. yeah he, got, he got, they extended him. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say Atlanta's at three. I'm going to say they make a nice push. I'm going Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Atlanta. I'll go Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Miami. I think Miami's going to step up. I think I'm agreeing with Doug on this one. <coughs> um, before I make my picks, yes, you guys are right. John Collins got five years, $125 million mm. from Atlanta. There's also been a couple other moves that I didn't see earlier. Um the Warriors traded uh, Eric Pascal to the Jazz, which I think is a great pickup for the Jazz. The Jazz don't have a power forward better than us, I don't think. So uh, Eric Pascal is a 
a nice piece at the power forward spot that's not a, a sieve. Um, uh, Olin Depot re-signed with the Heat. Uh, uh, Kimber Walker is being bought out and is signing with the Knicks. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that. If if he comes back to form, that's pretty legit. That's a legit all-star player. I think I'm going with uh, Brooklyn, Milwaukee. I think the Heat, yeah. I think the yeah. Heat. I see. Is it just me now? Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Brooklyn and Milwaukee. But I'm I'm gonna go ahead and go out and uh, stick with my original statement. I'm gonna go with Philly. I'm gonna go with the three of them. All right. You, All did right. you say Olin B- Olin Depot stayed with the Heat? Yes. Yeah. That. Yeah. If he's healthy, he's still a good player. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, he's very good. Very. He's just had a big problem staying healthy the last few years. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a legit All Star player there yeah. for a year or two. Yeah. Absolutely. So the Western Conference. Oh. Now it gets tricky. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you're dealing with a lot of injuries, new players. Who's all back? Yeah, all, all those right. things in the West. A lot more than the What's East. What's going on with Kawhi? Kawhi's out until April. Yeah, I mean, he's got partial ACL tears. So. Yeah. And, he's, and he's currently a free agent. Yeah, he's a free right, agent yeah. right now. Yeah. That's true. He'll probably resign with the Clippers, I think. Yeah, yeah he will. He just wants more money. Which That's why and Paul, but they just wanted to restructure their contracts. Right, yeah. Here, here's my thing. Not that mm-hmm. I wouldn't want Kawhi Leonard back, but... You want me to give you a raise and let you sit out a season? That right. seems dumb. You're to saying me. he'll set out till April, which is right before the playoffs. Yeah, like five games right. before the playoffs start. So Might not. I mean, that's pretty much what they're doing with every every star is doing all that. Um, Butler's doing it. Steph Curry just did it. No, I'm not saying. Paul's doing I'm, it. I'm not saying he shouldn't get a raise. Shouldn't get, try and get a raise. I'm just saying, like, you want me to give you a raise in the season you're not going to play. You know, you oh, see, you yeah. see what I'm saying? I like, uh, it seems like because you have an opt out after next year too. So why not yeah. make your 36 yeah. million to sit at home and then opt out and be like, I'm healthy now. Now pay me. Now pay. Yeah. <laughs> I, think the, I think the big thing for Kawhi was after he got hurt, seeing Paul George actually earn the name playoff P. Right. That solidified, I think, him staying in yeah. in L. A. Anyway, top three teams. Um, Did anybody go yet? No. Okay. I'll go. Um, okay. I'll say Lakers. I have to say the Lakers. Um, Suns, uh, they impressed me this year. And uh, I think Denver. Ooh, Denver. I don't know. When is Murray supposed to come back? Because he got hurt late. Yeah. Like at the very end true. of the he season. He tore his ACL, too. Yeah. Sorry. I was also leaning towards Denver. I was picking. Yeah, I was going to say Denver. Leaning that way. Well, um, I'll go with mine. I'm going to go with Utah. Excuse me. Utah. I will also say the Lakers. And I'm going to go out here. I don't know how big of a limit it is, but I'm going to say Golden State. Mm. Um, because if they are healthy, Curry, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, these young guys, Wiseman. I think they can do it. Mm. I'm going Lakers. I think regular season wise, they'll they'll do really well at regular season wise. Uh, so I go Lakers. Um, I wish I knew when Murray was gonna be back. Um, I'm struggling to think who were the top top teams in last. Well, time. it was Utah, yeah. Phoenix, uh, the LA's, 
yeah. Denver, Mavericks, yeah. Mavericks, yeah. Portland. Portland. Okay, I got you. What's the playoff teams? Yeah, I'm gonna go Lakers, Utah, Nuggets. I'm not feeling the Suns as much next year. Yeah, I left the Suns out too. Maybe they'll take a st- little, little step back. I'm I'm looking at uh, Murray's page and I'm not seeing it over date. No, I just try to find something. Yeah, I hope, I, I'm guessing he'll be back. Really, to be honest, tearing your ACL is not as big a deal as it used to be by any. No, means. I'm not saying he won't be the same player. I just. I just don't know what he's – and I, usually it's 9 right. to 12 months. Yeah, I mean, he, he did it late in the season. Yeah, it was like three yeah. or four – no, it was like 11 games left in the regular season when he did it. So, I mean – I'd say probably mid-season, late, late February. Yeah. Might be back – I was going to say – Maybe All-Star De- break. December or January. Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to go with the Suns, Ooh. Lakers – I think the Mavericks are going to figure things out finally. Mavericks. Mm. So Mavericks. are you are you, are you p- calling Porzingis comeback season? Is that what you're calling here? I'm just saying he's going to shoot and figure out how to do it right. <laughs> so, all right. I, I'll run a limb with Atlanta in the East. Ray, is that you, bud? Yep. Uh, Nuggets, Jazz, and the Suns. Nuggets, Jazz, Suns. All right. All right. So the next question was who meets in the finals and who wins? I'm going Brooklyn, Utah. Ooh, Utah. They hmm. Utah finally gets their shit together and makes a big push. And Brooklyn wins. Yeah, Brooklyn wins. Drew? I'm going Lakers and Brooklyn. Them, like, against each other, LeBron against Kyrie, Durant, Westbrook. And Harden and AD are just kind of there. <laughs> just kind of there, huh? Yeah. That will be the storyline that the NBA wants. Yeah, they, that's... Oh, absolutely. They'll, they'll want that matchup. Oh, they've already talked about it, them going against each other. Um, and I think... I think the Nets will probably. I think they have a better shooting. I think they have the better ability because I don't think the Lakers will be good at defense. I think the Nets can outscore the Lakers if they try to do a shootout. I think the Nets will get them. As long as there's no injuries or anything. Oh, All right. What the Nets sent them. Uncle Doug? Um, Nets in the East, and uh, I think the Nuggets in the West, and the Nets <sighs> win it all. You just took my pick. Oh, sorry. I thought I, thought I was going to be original, and I was going to say Nets-Denver, the Nets winning. <laughs> um, I was going to say Joker wins the MVP last year and yeah. carries his team to the finals this year. Um, that was going to be my pick. So Yeah, he impressed sorry. me. Ray? Milwaukee and the Nuggets. Milwaukee and the Nuggets. All right. And who wins? Uh, Giannis again. Oh, if Milwaukee, mm, if nice. if Giannis goes back to back and has two MVPs, and Deep is a player of the year, and Deep is a player of the year, or if he gets another one this year, you never know. He might get another award. Oh yeah, he could get another award. I mean, because be honest with you, his numbers this year were on the same level as MVP seasons. Mm-hmm. We just were tired of giving it to him. Yeah. I mean, not that you, they, I thought Jokic yeah. deserved it, but they, I, they do that to everybody. Yeah, they do. I'm not. I'm not saying they're picking on it. I'm just saying like he was still on. He played in an MVP level this year. Yep. He was. He had a great season. Mm-hmm. All right, 
so I think that wraps up our now growing rather long um, ep- a basketball episode here with uh, trades, free agency, draft, all rolled into one. We hope you like it. And I believe join us uh, Thursday where we will drop the Bob Pettit episode where Drew will make a case for an old guy he does he never saw play. <laughs> None of us saw him play, but you can buy his jersey. <laughs> I might do that. That's pretty cool. Um, and thanks for joining us on Sports the Nemo Way.